0: Hello, and welcome to Who Are You? It's a Babylon 5 watchcast by a couple of former strangers, now friends, who are in their fourth season of getting to know each other over one of their favorite shows from their childhood, Babylon 5.
1: I'm Laura. And I'm Jafer. And I'm Ben. I'm back! Haha, ha, You can't keep me away. Ben's no. back, baby. They tried. <laughs> but I know the login, so so I'm here. <laughs> Just casually show up for an episode. Yeah. That but... would be very funny. All right. And Ben, what were your thoughts? I don't know. I didn't watch it. I just knew you were recording right now. (laughs) I've got a link to the studio. You can't stop me.
0: You could just be an audience sometimes. You could just be in the background cheering. (laughs) I assume that's how you feel.
1: I know. This one actually was weird just because I did my, as listeners at home might recall, I started watching Babylon 5 along with the launch of this podcast. I had seen one episode beforehand. We have talked about that, but now at this point I've finished watching Babylon 5 a year ago and so now we are getting to the point where I'm still listening to the show and I'm remembering everything but I'm now in having to like delve into the recesses of my mind to remember what happened between the last episode you guys produced and went out into the world and this episode I'm watching and talking about so that I remember <laughs> the context of what's still going on yeah
0: yeah It's been a lot in these last few episodes, too, hasn't it?
1: The back half of season four is a little rushed. (laughs) What? What? (laughs) I, in a little bit of research, was shocked, dumbfounded, to find that the previous episode ran seven minutes long, and this one ran eight minutes short by the time they had finished everything. And so there's seven minutes of this episode that was actually in the previous episode, and they just shifted it over. How huh. does this episode have eight minutes of extra runtime?
0: Uh, I don't know. That's a good question.
1: We'll get into this. I don't want to jump to ratings or anything, but this episode does feel very there are bits where I could see ha- them being in part of the last episode. Yeah, uh-huh. Totally. Specifically, this intro. Yes, but the uh, the transition between episodes is a delicate one, as yes. Ben and I can attest. Oh, we nice. want to talk a little transition. D- <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Pulled that one out of the ether. So we wanted to talk a bit about how last time on is going, which is Ben and I's other podcast, and could use the shameless plug of being advertised here. And I picked the cold opens. So, <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, here we are. I, I will say for one, I enjoyed your journey through Breaking Bad. As of listening, you all are into your second series. Yes. But Breaking Bad was fun for me because that's a show I never watched. You know, it's one of those things that's dark, and I avoid dark things usually.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, if if you don't want to spend a lot of time watching a dark show, watching all of it in eight episodes really is a great way to just skip along like you're skipping stones not delving in I'm just seeing if I can get all the way across Uh Sure. for the unfamiliar if uh, you haven't heard me talk about it before or weren't on when Ben was joined us a couple months ago to talk about it last time on is a podcast hosted by Ben and I uh, for people who want to watch all this prestige television but I don't have time for that and I don't either So what we do is we pick a TV show that neither of us have seen, some serialized, high drama format, usually kind of a thing. And we watch the pilot, we roll some dice, we skip a ton of episodes, we get to the next one. And the podcast itself is part review podcast of the episode we just watched, but also part improv as Ben and I try to piece together the story Right or wrong, we find out eventually of what is actually going on in the show. Hence the name, Last Time On, that we're trying to figure out what happened last time on this show. We're not allowed to watch recaps. We're not allowed to do research. Everything is just off the cuff, and we guess a lot. And sometimes we force each other to guess. Yes. And sometimes Um, we force each other to get really weird with our guesses. Yes. Yes. That's so, a new. That's a new. Uh, that's a new a twist for the second gameplay. show that we've been oh, doing. Oh, fun! Um, so we are, as of recording this right now, I left my sofa making notes for the second to last episode of Into the Badlands, which is the show we're watching right now to come to this. Hence my hurried snack when I jumped on video.
0: <laughs> Do tell me, just
1: uh, I hadn't heard
0: of Into the Badlands before. It looks like it was on AMC. Is that right? Yes.
1: Yes. It was an AMC Kung Fu adventure show. Oh, fun. That I wanted to see, I got to vote. I got to select the next show after Breaking Bad. Yeah. And I wanted to see somebody get Roundhouse kicked. And mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Oh, I, I got everything I wanted from this series. You'll have to listen along to see if Jafer did. All right. But Jafer I've got a question for you. Yes, Ben. And Laura, you can feel free to please, like, you haven't played the game with us going sure. through it, but you can absolutely understand. Okay. If I had you guys watch one episode early season 4 and then jump 7 episodes deeper into season 4, would you have any idea what happened? You missed the Shadow War. Can you yeah. imagine yeah. watching like season 4 episode 3 and then season 4 episode 10 and it's like the Shadow War is just starting to pick up and then it's over? Like, like it's over. Excuse me. Kosh is gone.
0: Everyone's gone. All of those, all of the Vorlons and Shadows just gone.
1: <laughs> like, if you jumped from pre Shadow War to like this episode. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Suddenly, we are knee deep in a second war. Everybody's uh-huh. being really weird to Garibaldi. We're on Mars for some reason. If you were watching along with the show at home or remembering back to how Babylon 5 moves and how tightly written it uh, it is, is, can be, strives to be. You can now understand the fun we are having in playing around of the space of man, we just missed five episodes of solid exposition. <laughs> let's let's yeah. uh right. let's uh, paper over this. <laughs> this most recent episode that we're we we have not recorded yet, the one I just finished taking notes for. My first note is I am twenty-eight seconds in and I have to pause to say, damn, so much shit has happened. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what a note. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. I'm really enjoying the podcast, besides just getting to hang out with one of my best friends. Of course. always gravy. But uh, getting to do a little bit of the improv and getting to watch these shows that people told me I should see and haven't has been a lot of fun. And it's also, it connects to Jaffer's and mine, uh, our uh, naturally adversarial nature to, (laughs) okay, yeah, I watched that show. In the worst way possible, in a way that will make it so I cannot actually have a conversation with you about it. (laughs) Yeah, come at me about your favorite episode. I haven't seen it, but I've seen that show. Yeah, totally. Yeah, Yeah, this person dies in the finale. Whatever, I know what's going on. You know how Gomez was the most important character in Breaking Bad? (laughs) Totally. I'm a boy. (laughs) So yeah, that's been the podcast. It's been a lot of fun, and I hope everyone gives it a chance, tunes in.
0: And give us suggestions.
1: That's been one thing that's been happening over in the uh, the B5 Discord. Yes. Is some people coming over and saying, oh, you got to watch this show or you got to watch this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, our mutual acquaintance, Danny, suggested suits to me in the uh, car ride home this morning from huh? our adventure yesterday. He says that the first season is very episodic and then all of the other seasons after our one court case and like imagining skipping three or four episodes is just like mind boggling about the stuff that happens and the number of twists and turns. It sounds perfect. I don't know. I, I think we should watch an episode of Suits roll dice and then watch that episode of White Collar and, and then go back. <laughs> I, <laughs> I cannot tell those two shows apart.
0: <laughs> I imagine that series selection is like the hard one of the hardest parts of the show, right? Because finding a series that you both haven't seen.
1: That does get tricky. We have had some really good suggestions and stuff that both of us want to see that the other already has. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's been a whole thing of it to the surprise of no one who knows me personally or has podcasted with me. I have a spreadsheet and I've got a little veto button for I've seen this already that drops stuff off the list. Yeah. Got my macros set. You know how I do.
0: That's smart. Yeah.
1: Got them. (laughs) If thens. So yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I have no idea what we're going to do next. Uh, mostly because I have no idea where we're at on our predictions. So, well, you've made some easy gimme predictions. I did. I did. <laughs> so. I, I totally cheated on one. Hey, uh, I won't Nick say it Frost on the other is... podcast, but here I'll admit I totally cheated.
0: Yeah, uh, Nick Frost
1: <laughs> is in the Netflix uh, art. I'm guessing Nick Frost shows up. It's like, okay. <laughs>
0: well, everybody should get one gimme, right?
1: <laughs> I take these things very seriously. I'm lawful good. Jafar is chaotic. He says he's good. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) There's rules, dang it. (laughs) And they're boring rules. Anyways. uh... You made them.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He made them. He can break them, right? Totally.
1: And then, so, I appreciate you guys letting me be on here to, uh, one, shill our other podcast, two, to talk some B5, because I love talking B5. It's a great show. It Uh, is. And uh, that said, really really haven't a feeling that this is the one you decided to bring me back on for. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to talk about in this one. I will admit a hundred percent, Ben I had when writing all of the cold opens for like, we can't do cards too many episodes in a row. We can't do the one too many episodes in a row. So I kind of just spaced stuff out. I just had this blank space here and I'm all like, Oh, I think I even just typed in shill LTO initially and then the comments on the sheet is fuck it, we'll invite Ben on. Okay.
0: <laughs> cool. And here we are.
1: And right. here we are. So no no purpose in choosing this episode for you, Ben, just to be upfront about it. But it is a good episode. Oh, you think so? I oh.
0: do I sense a little disagreement here. I do not think so.
1: <laughs> I, I do have some problems with this episode. There are some massive problems. There's some All there's right. some logical leaps in here that I don't think would happen. But I'm ready
0: for the rants. Let's go.
1: <laughs> no, We're open on Jaredan's interrogation he just progressed to drug-induced hallucination. They're even having a conversation about him in front of him that he's not present for. Yeah. Um, I have to ask. I feel like I have to be careful with how I phrase this. Have either of you been around someone so inebriated that you've been able to do this or a child who's just completely out of it who would normally pay attention? Same difference.
0: Oh, yeah, like have this conversation about them and they don't really clock that it's about them. I yeah. feel like I've definitely done that with my child. Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I have also completely had conversations about someone while they are unable to take part in it. Yes. <laughs> Elsewhere on Mars, we see Garibaldi's attempts to contact the Resistance have been successful. Yay! Just not the reception he was hoping for. No. Why was
0: he hoping for any sort of positive reception?
1: Yeah, uh, he gets a stomach punch to theme. I had a gut. Gut.
0: <sighs> Are you guys sad that this interrogator is the new interrogator? Yeah. I kind of wish it was the interrogator from last episode the one that we spent so much time in our little two-man play with
1: i believe that he is very dead i think that when he talks to sheridan and is all like this is your last chance you're expendable he talks a lot about how he's expendable and he comes in with like a desperation in the last moment like this is the last chance you please give me something i think they just take him out back and shoot him right after that he's but they still have other other steps of okay, we've got drugs and mind control stuff. Yeah. Do you really, you know, why do so you kill the guy? So he was saying his own, own last rites on
0: the way down the hallway.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. Wow,
0: that's dark, man. That's dark a dark episode. Spooky. It
1: that's is. True. For a brief moment, we get dueling interrogations. Except one side, the Sheridan one, they really want him to say something, and on the Garibaldi side, they don't care what he has to say at all. Yeah, which is my Mm -hmm. first big problem with this, because even if you think that Garibaldi actually betrayed everybody and is working for EarthGov, the Mars Resistance feels like the, well, we'll beat some information out of you kind of people. Hey, tell us where there's an arms depot. Hey, tell us what they know about us. Hey, at least tell us the lies we think we're going to get out of you. So at least we know what they want us to have gotten out of you. It not matter how sinister you want to get to it, but they just go right to, okay, shoot him in the face. I think number one is pretty personally betrayed in the circumstance because she's, it's not even like everyone there is all like fucking kill him or anything. It's her. It's yes. just her. She's the one who's all like, "Oh, we're g- can you stop talking so we can shoot this guy, please? I offered you the gun because it's your boss he got. So maybe I should have just shot him. That was just courtesy. I didn't, this wasn't ever up for question. And Lita is just like, oh, well, maybe not. And number one, just does not give a fuck.
0: Yeah. She really does not understand Franklin handing him a gun to shoot somebody. Yeah. They may have slept together, but they do not know each other.
1: No. No, I let my patients kill themselves.
0: Right. <laughs> or sometimes I don't, and then I get in trouble for that.
1: He never makes the right call when somebody dies. He never does enough research to know what the call should be. True. true. Always his problem is the so they So uh, Garibaldi keeps trying to argue for his life. And one thing he points out is Sheridan is still on Mars? Yeah. Why is Sheridan still on Mars? Yeah. Earth is right there. I have to imagine he's on Mars because it's only been a week since they've caught him I am not a hundred percent that the facility that he's in initially or the facility that he's in is initially a Earth Force facility like what facility would it be something from Edgar's oh. it could be some kind of weird thing for that or some kind of psych offsite that doesn't have active transport because it's so far off the map and shit I imagine they'll take him to the boons and we'll get a ship here soon. And I think the unspoken part of this is that the war effort is straining earth notably at this point. I mean, I can understand okay. it straining you as far as like battleships and destroyers. You need yeah, one shuttle need one with two guys and a bat. And now Sheridan's back back on earth. Yeah. If, if they had said it's been 24 hours and they're still negotiating, they're trying to come up with a fully protected and, and they're trying to have different sh- shuttles going different ways so we don't know which EarthGov Black site he's at. Okay. They're still trying to organize it. But it's been a week. And as in the scale of Babylon 5, it is barely the difference of taking a shuttle down to Epsilon 3. I... Yeah disagree there so we know that all faster than light travel has to happen through jump gates mars doesn't have its own jump gate presumably there's only the
0: one at io right in in the solar system
1: yeah you probably aren't running one from earth to mars and earth and mars can get pretty far apart the average distance between earth and mars a quick google tells me is 140 million (laughs) miles and it can get up to 250 million miles. Like, at sublight speeds, that's still going to take time. Yeah, I understand that. But I also have to imagine there was a ship on Mars they could have just thrown him on. Yeah. And then you're not you're in space and mm-hmm. not on a planet with an active resistance uh, who wants to rescue the guy.
0: Can you do this interrogation on the go? That's a good or question. Or just do they have... back on
1: Earth. I We've yeah. got him. Yeah. yeah. I do think you'd probably make a point of getting him to Earth quicker than a week, if at all possible. You get him on a shuttle that's already on Mars. But the Resistance, maybe they're worried about the Resistance blowing up the shuttle or something. There it could is... be reasons for it. I, think it. I think the main problem is a lot of times TV show writers try to get cute and make it. The last episode was a week ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People at home.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) How is that? As a we're in the same timeline. It's it doesn't have to be, especially for Babylon Five, where they try to really do that season is a year thing. In Mm -hmm. this show,
0: specifically, not always a week between. I guess it could be sometimes a week between. It could be sometimes less. But yeah,
1: yeah, we've had getting a year over the whole season. Yeah, I mean the other thing is JMS has taken a very hard stance on space travel works in Babylon Five. However, it is most convenient to the plot. (laughs) yes yeah. <laughs> Hy- hyperspace routes change distance and length and everything time travel all that stuff time traveled all that shit mm-hmm. is whatever is convenient to the plot is how it works because that's what's actually matters not the science behind a fake dimension right. yeah sure <laughs> so if they couldn't get a ship there they couldn't get a ship there that's it's convenient to the plot that's how it works and they just i'm glad he just owns it rather than tries to come up with some bullshit some sci-fi yeah shows. sure
0: yeah, sometimes the bullshit is far more distracting than just making the story happen.
1: Yeah. So Lita is offered the chance to prove that Garibaldi might be telling the truth. Number one is like, fuck this, tries to shoot him. Franklin disarms number one while Lita grabs an automatic and starts laying down suppressive fire. just blasting just (laughs) blasting the one thing they keep cutting back to lita in this episode just in this scene to remind you that she's still there Mm -hmm. uh right up until they're like oh wait she can read my mind and verify everything i'm saying and it's like yes and she could have done that five minutes ago which i have a feeling i know what you guys are going to say but it made me want to posit a question for you all right sure Whose skills and abilities and in-universe power is more often forgotten about? Troy in Next Gen or Lita slash Talia in B5?
0: Well, I think with Lita and Talia, at least, you know, we get that cover story thrown in a lot of like, I can't scan someone without their consent.
1: Yeah, she plays and, fast and loose with that in this episode. <laughs> sure. Well, does. I
0: mean, he, he does consent, doesn't he? I mean, <laughs> he
1: does. The rest of the people. Oh, she, when <laughs> she
0: forces the uh, everyone else to know the truth. She that murders is some a little... folks. Yeah. She do. Okay. She uh, do
1: murder some folks. That's a solid yeah. point.
0: That was a little fascinating. I, I still loose. think
1: it's Troy, but it did make me feel like, oh, man, she's really sitting here like a potted plant right now. Hey, Until frankly, she grabs he, that semi automatic. He was your friend. You know, uh, <laughs> you were important on Babylon 5. You can kill him and not, hey, Talia, you were also there. Do you have any feelings about this? Yeah. <laughs>
0: also, the second that she starts the scan that Garibaldi consents to and she encounters blocks, that should be the sign, right? That this is true. Yeah. That well, she even says, with?
1: like, these are p12 side cop level blocks. 12 blocks
0: right like but even even the fact that there were any blocks present is the fact that he's been tampered with because garibaldi yeah. can't put up his own blocks he is not a telepath so i don't know <laughs> that should have been the first sign and maybe it, that should have been where number one started reconsidering but she has to have concrete proof
1: i did like after she scans him Garibaldi's like oh I need more fiber and then it cuts over back to Lita and she's like it's true he does need to eat more fiber I've seen all all of his bathroom visits it's a travesty (laughs) (laughs) so yeah she sees everything here number one still questions it and uh, she makes number one see everything which one invasion of number one that is not okay (laughs) right <laughs> two why does number one suddenly believe it now like why that does not make any sense she it's Lita's a telepath she doesn't trust Lita it's like oh telepaths doing telepath shit of course it's fucky the Maybe telepath just Lita did it.
0: something else
1: while oh she that's was fair in there. yeah okay that's I hadn't considered that
0: we know she's we know she's like the best telepath now right yeah she's Vorlon all- <laughs> altered.
1: Uh, Here's all Garibaldi's memories. Also, I'm t- moving the slider on telepath trust to the top. <laughs> also, you want to loan me fifty bucks? <laughs> yes. Start <laughs> of the kindness of your heart. That's fair. That's a, that's a good call out. It just didn't sit right. That makes sense. Yeah, she did something. I get of. it. We were talking about it. I think a couple episodes ago about how strong Lita may or may not be now. Mm -hmm. We know she's stronger than a P12. I uh, looked up the Lita Empowered card, like her at the height of her power in the Babylon 5 card game, where they actually Mm. have a psi rating on the cards. (gasps) And it puts her at a P15.
0: Okay, there it is. That's uh, the
1: official ruling. With the ability to grow significantly stronger. She's got a thing that whenever anyone does something Vorlani, In the game, you spend Vorlon marks to do Vorlon shit. I don't know how the game works. Don't at me. Uh But whenever someone spends Vorlon marks, she gains psi power equal. She just gets off the fucking rails if you're playing the Vorlons. Wow.
0: Yeah, I just assume, because they do that thing with her eyes every single time, where it's like, oops, all people. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, says she is... Crazy powerful. That's she my She
1: black thing. eyes, yeah. like a yeah. doll's eyes. And when those eyes roll back, you know, she's scanning you. Ivanova takes the White Star Fleet to fight the Orion and the Damocles. The
0: sword of Damocles is hanging over my head.
1: Mm. What's foreshadowing? She's been avoiding a war-ending engagement because she wants to flush out as many supporters that are going to go into hiding once Clark is defeated.
0: That's a smart move. Also, I could see if you move the war-ending battle too fast that Sheridan's in their hands. You could accidentally kill him at Mm -hmm. the same time.
1: Number one offers Garibaldi, Franklin, and Lita trace support to rescue Sheridan. Yeah, so she says, it's going to take me two days to round up a skeleton crew of one person. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> they sent one person. Well, right. I think that was the other option. was. wait in with them. There's wait probably two days outside. or. Yeah. The, the thing that, uh, that got me on this is they really start hand-waving over Garibaldi knowing anything. Like, how does he know anything? And it's this yeah. weird shift that B5 has taken with Garibaldi's character from the start of season one to what he becomes by the end of season four, mm-hmm. where he become he goes from a willing to work outside of the rules cop who is on his last post before he gets run out of the military to mm-hmm. the greatest super spy with a network of people everywhere, suddenly running the most important, impressive and powerful spy network in human space and it's just Garibaldi how do you know people in Gitmo whatever Mars (laughs) Gitmo is
0: well yeah that is a great point like okay he surrendered Sheridan but why does he know where Sheridan's at
1: yeah like he says it's because the local cops blabbered it to me and it's like would the Detroit PD be able to tell me where a terrorist leader is held you know (laughs) right
0: Right, good Ugh. question.
1: Over on Babylon 5, Delenn and Lanier learn of a council meeting called Without Them, hey, uh, where the council, uh, Narn, Sitari, and the League of Non-Aligned Worlds unanimously agree to help Ivanova's fleet face uh, free Sheridan and face Earth. Delenn was excluded to remove any appearance of favoritism due to her personal relationship with Sheridan.
0: This is still bad, though, right? Guys? Oh, for sure. The whole propaganda thing that Earth has been spinning all this time is that aliens are interfering in our business. And this is a lot of aliens interfering in our business, guys.
1: Sure (laughs) is. Also, it did make me wonder. They say, Delenn comes in all incredulous. You can't hold a vote without the Mimbari and without the humans. And it's, what about the the time when Shakar was kicked off? Was there no business until they waited for the Centauri-appointed Narn representative? Yeah. Because that's what I'm mm-hmm. guessing, they how they sidestepped that. Oh, there is a Narn representative, it's just not Jakar. But this whole, hey, you can't have a vote without us, it got really uh, UN Security Council-y. Also, Londo points out, hey, the humans came to help us. Would the... Oh, who were the... Was it the... The, the game? Guy, the game? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would the game help out the Pakramurah? Uh, would the uh, so-and-so sure. help out the Narn? And I wanted the Pachamara to be like, we would have helped you guys out. Yeah, totally we bros! Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, clearly the Drazi didn't go help the Narn because the Narn did get genocided all alone. Well, it's
1: because they're green. <laughs> yeah. I did like how it seemed like Veer had put a lot of the thought into this and that, that felt nice for Veer.
0: Did Veer's hairpiece look different to y'all this time? It looked different.
1: To me, it felt if, a little different. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know if it got smaller, maybe. Maybe he got a haircut, but it looked odd.
1: I mean, he's lost a lot of weight. Yeah. So he he, it probably makes the, the, the crest to face ratio very different.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, whenever you, I don't know if you all have had weight loss moments in your life, but when you do, it seems like a lot of it comes out of your face.
1: I wish a little more, but yeah. I'll yeah, get <laughs> there. You keep at it, Ben. You're doing good. Yeah, you're great. Thank you. <laughs> After this, Garibaldi, Franklin, and Lita are escorted through some service tunnels by a lone scout. We get a bit about Lita suing someone here. Yeah.
0: Yes. This is one of the monologue rant, I guess.
1: She has, and fair for you pointing out, this episode was eight minutes short. And they also included her how dare you say I'm good at lying, I'll sue somebody rant. Yeah. That mm-hmm. said- giving Garibaldi some credit, the exact thing you tell to somebody who's terrible at lying is, oh man, you're great at lying. Everybody knows it. (laughs) Because if you tell them, hey, you're bad at lying, they might try to improve. (laughs) If you tell the Mm -hmm. person who's awful at lying, hey, I can't tell when you're lying and when you're not. Mm -hmm. Maybe now they have some lie hubris.
0: Now you can catch them easier. That's so smart. Look at you with the reverse psychology.
1: Well, I learned it at a weekend extension course at the Garibaldi School of Homeschool Security. Ah.
0: I got to get on that.
1: You, you graduated. I, we sent you the <laughs> That's
0: right. The diploma. <laughs> you sent the me diploma. my diploma.
1: i got mine up on the wall right there. I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Did you guys recognize the Mars Resistance Guide? Okay, I didn't it, recognize her. I put in my notes, actually, that it, I know that it's not possible to be Kate Mucci. Kind of looked like Kate Mucci to me.
0: I thought that if you put a blonde wig on this lady, that she would look a lot like Jerry Ryan. She has that face angles and big lips. And I was just like, man, if we put a blonde wig and a cat suit on her, boom, seven of nine stunt double. Is it
1: Jerry Ryan? Probably not tall enough, It is not Jerry Ryan. I was going to say. she was on Star Trek Voyager. Oh. Oh, She hey. was the, the colony ship. Terrorist that uh, Harry Kim hooks up with. <gasps> oh, oh my I gosh. I just watched really? that episode.
0: Yeah. Like literally That's last her. week. Did
1: she, Does was she also wear Loaf
0: in the seven, uh, Voyager? A episode? little bit. And then the, okay. she
1: they get glowy when they're intimate. Mm-hmm. And oh, then yeah, Kim is, gets yes. all glowy and he's like, I don't know what's going on. And the doctor's like, It's because you bumped Uglies. I'm a hologram. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly uh, how it went. She That's was also sounds, yeah. much lower bar, but she was uh, also in Mortal Kombat Annihilation oh, as uh, Sonya Blade Sindel. Or Sindel? Okay. Yeah. That's The, the four-armed person. Yeah.
0: Man, yeah. what a good get. I love it.
1: I love when sci-fi shows share people. Yeah. It, it makes me, as a sci-fi lover, happy. <laughs> like, I also I get mean... happy when adventure shows oh, hey, it's the town drunk from that Western is now the town drunk in this sword and sandals show because that's just what they do. Yeah, yeah. Ivanova and Marcus learn of an ambush here from Clark's new advanced destroyer group. We learn that some mm. of the defectors aren't actually defectors.
0: I mean, this should have been a problem we anticipated, right? <laughs> yeah.
1: You just carte blanche allowing anyone to join your army. Is going to happen. Yeah. Now, I will admit, I had completely forgotten what the twist was with the new ships. Oh, and, that's
0: fun. Every time, isn't it?
1: Well, and I just was instantly incredulous. Yeah. What could they have possibly made that would in any way stand up to a White Star? Which with its Vorlon technology. Vorlon and Mimbari technology, uh-huh. where they're still pretending like, any human ships that couldn't kill a single Mimbari ship it but one during the entire uh-huh. war, it's so far behind, it's laughable. And what is EarthGov going to possibly do that can challenge the White Star Fleet? Which is part of why I think maybe they had a little bit of hubris of, yeah, just join, whatever. We're <laughs> crushing mm-hmm. you either way. Yeah, yeah, good point. So if I am in Ivanova and Marcus's shoes right now, I'm just like, Whatever, set a trap. I'll, I'll blow you up. I don't care.
0: <laughs> yeah, they decide they're going to go spring the ambush without the Earth destroyers, just the White Star fleet.
1: Yeah, this makes sense. You don't want, you, they mm-hmm. think that the destroyers are going to get targeted so that way there's no human ships when they make it to Earth so that everything Clark's been saying is true. Also, if you're worried about any defectors, there, you know there's no defectors on the White Star ships. Yeah.
0: Right. So, yeah, it, it does make for bad optics again, doesn't it? To have just the alien ships coming in. But at the same Although, time, like, you with, don't have anyone all of a sudden stabbing you in the back if you don't bring the Earth
1: fleet. With what we find out about this new Earth fleet, I doubt there's going to be any pictures going home. <laughs> um, so you yeah. don't have to worry about the optics. Yeah. True. Yep. Garibaldi's plan is to, we've learned, to just walk in so that they can beat up Sheridan. It works.
0: <laughs> yeah, they don't have the A-team in this Mars Gitmo.
1: <laughs> yeah, before we get to them getting inside, they have a fight in the tubes. I
0: belong in the tubes.
1: Yes. But the important thing here is Garibaldi gets stabbed. <laughs> he does get stabbed, and Franklin patches him up real quick, uh, but he's lost a bit of blood. Also, they come back as Garibaldi is getting stitched up and Lena's like, I in the bodies. He's like, Where? It's one long tube full of trash. Uh, like <laughs> Under some trash, my man. <laughs> Unwild them in the trash. trash. I don't know. <laughs> well, and they
0: refer to them as the bodies, not the guys. or No. Yeah.
1: Which they just punched them out. So, all right, we knocked them out. Can't kill them. I, I mean,
0: maybe she scrambled their brains. That's oh. possible.
1: But it does feel really on brand for uh, Garibaldi and Franklin to be like, all right, Lita, figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> do the We've thing. We've got two yeah. unconscious men here. I don't know. Whatever you want to do. <laughs>
0: yeah, and you're the smallest one of us. Go figure it out. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess she can't do this the flesh-stitching, maybe. like, Maybe that wasn't part of her psycho basic training package.
1: I mean, she helps Franklin with it when she gets back. That's true, yeah. Yep. Yeah, so... Then after this, we get a little bit with Ivanova and Marcus. And then we go back to Garibaldi, whose plan is to walk in so they can beat Sheridan up. And it works. Yeah. Hey, I'm on TV. (laughs) Trust me. Okay. Uh And I guess if you've successfully brainwashed a populace, this lends a little bit of credence to it. But yes, Ben. Could you recognize the guy who shot Bin Laden? They didn't put his face on TV. Laura, could you recognize the anybody, uh, or the, uh, I'm trying to think of something similar size. Could anybody in the 80s recognize the person who captured Jeffrey Dahmer? Uh, yeah. Could you recognize the Secret Service agent that stopped Ronald Reagan from being shot?
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's a good N- Within a week of it being broadcast, maybe. I know we are still, like, immediately in in, in the time, but. Yeah, just be like, it's absurd. Oh, hey, it's 100% it's here. absurd. Here, come into our maximum security Black Ops base so you can beat up our guy who we've been doing a pretty good job of torturing on our own.
0: <laughs> and I know they can't press this button because if you press it too many times, it just messes with the story. But it's like, at the same time, Lita goes and... Uh, hits one of the guards outside of Sheridan's door with the pain. Like, could she not just you? Uh, these are not the droids you're looking for to yeah, the guys at the front. That so
1: much more sense to me. And it doesn't happen. <laughs> and it's so disappointing. Yeah. You could even do these are not the droids you're looking for. And Just acknowledge Star Wars exists in the universe. That's fun. <laughs> or you could, if you wanted to do a bit, just be like, you want you have to pee more than you've ever had to pee in your life. Okay, now, Garibaldi, you say, hey, I'll watch the door for you while you're gone. Yeah, uh, yes. You know, you could make a gag out of it. <laughs> but having him be like, nah, just let him in so we can beat up a guy and we'll have a doctor so nobody can say anything about the guy we're not supposed to be holding getting roughed up.
0: Yeah, and this is a show that is not afraid of a little bit of a bit. We've no. seen a bit on Babylon 5. There's been some <laughs> they had
1: Elvises. Yeah. Yes. Oh, God, the Elvis bit's so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, we'll never get—we'll never get the pee scene.
1: They—they take out the guards outside uh, Sheridan's cell, and uh, Franklin tends to Sheridan while Alfredo starts bleeding through his coat again. Oopsie. Susan and Marcus try to get some rest, but oh, Marcus tricked her into sleeping more. Just turned yeah. off the alarm on her phone. Rude. <laughs> and then she reveals that uh, she knows what he said to her last season now. Except it's wrong. Well, what she remembers is right, but she says she has an eidetic memory, which is a photographic memory, which means I can recall everything I've seen.
0: Uh Maybe she's watching the subtitles.
1: (laughs) Oh man, if we if they had universal translators where you could just see subtitles, that is a really cool sci-fi idea that I really like.
0: Hey, let's write our own sci-fi so we can put it in there. Let's do it, tag
1: team. There was a little bit of lip service on the Usenets about this, paid to her latent telepathy, augmenting certain things for her.
0: Oh, like language learning?
1: Yes. Or okay. just memory, if she's picking up things, yeah. I could believe both of those things. Yeah, picking up things subconsciously and stuff. Yeah, so, uh, you know, there's that. I. It sounds like, honestly, it sounds like something he got wrong as a writer and just didn't feel like owning <laughs> and I completely agree with you, Ben. But Yeah. It's also, you know. hey, at this point, how many episodes has JMS written? A ton. I'm willing yeah. to cut him some slack. The problem is just for me, this episode has seven issues. And I'm Jafer can tell you, especially with, with the shows we're watching, I can look over a lot of issues. It's true. <laughs> you seem like
0: a pretty generous viewer yes yes yeah. ben loves so it's,
1: the shittiest movies famously <laughs> but if there had been four hey i have to make a huge logic leap for this i can probably sit down and stomach it this one just this episode just happened to cross my threshold <laughs> and i will admit as somebody who is very generous to things when i stop being generous i go straight to Man, you couldn't even get me on board with this. I know know I'm a cheap date (laughs) TV-wise. And if I'm not on board, you must be really bad. Yeah. As Ivanova walks out, there's a little bit of lip service about this is the first and last time that she trusts him. Oh, hope that's not foreshadowing. That's five shadowing. It's five minutes from now, yeah. Uh, Sheridan, Garibaldi, Alita, and Franklin... Make it to the last checkpoint on their way out when the jig is up. But they just get the guard. Sheridan grabs a PPB. and... I started blasting. This one just makes me realize they had two sets for this entire base. (laughs) And it's... We couldn't come up with another way to get out than the main entrance. You uh-huh. don't disguise Sheridan at all. You don't put him in one of the dead guards' uniforms. You just waltz right. You don't out. even
0: like rough. Well, I guess he's pretty roughed up, but you could manhandle him a little more. You could push
1: him around. <laughs> the Wade Star Fleet enters normal space, and soon so do the Shadow Tech-based Advanced Earth Destroyers. They have a semi-organic hull design, complete with little spider arms.
0: Yeah, now, we just merged the fucking two. Fucking
1: reason. Jafar, Laura, <laughs> I have to ask you guys. Yes, Ben. Yeah. What do you think wins in a fight? I don't know if they said how long the project was going, but I imagine years long, maybe centuries long, the unification of Mimbari, which is a thousand years more advanced than human technology, and Vorlon, which is first one technology. Or a human destroyer that just slapped a, a shadow spinner on. A couple of things, all right. Definitely the white stars, and it's not even a question because they even say that they were outnumbered. Yeah. there were more of these advanced Earth destroyers than the white stars. We don't, which raises which is another a question of where did those come? Where from? did those come from? And we don't see uh-huh. them, and we see twenty white stars flying around. There's not a small number of white stars. So for there to be more Earth Destroyers, and we see four of them. But also, they only lose three white stars, and they take out all of these ships. So definitively, the white stars are more advanced. Yes, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but they really play up how dangerous they are. And then they all die like (laughs) chunks. They do look really spooky. Do you guys just want to play the entire Vadova speech? It's the second best uh speech before a star fight in this show. And the other one I think yeah. it's the best. Well, here's why it's not like- the best. Well, I guess it's the best one before a star fight because Delens is so effective that they don't fight. A good point. I still I would pick this over Delens. That yeah. there's still one and two, but I, feel this, like- I am the vengeance of God. Yeah.
0: It's subjective, right? It depends on your occasion, right which one is vengeance. better. Yeah. yeah.
1: Some days I do feel like the right hand to vengeance. And some days <laughs> I want to make sure I'm standing behind Delennan, not in front of her. So, yes. yeah, there we are.
0: <laughs> favorite Top favorite moments of the show,
1: for sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, uh, this was the one thing, like, I had my problems with the A plot of this episode. The B plot made me so happy I'm here. One destroyer remains as the head White Star hits some debris, destroys the bridge, killing almost everyone on the bridge. Marcus gets Ivanova and gets her to a shuttle as the ship explodes. We see a little shuttle fly off from the ship. I ha- I have to ask you guys, who is flying this ship at this point? No the shuttle they- ship. Well, no. Who is flying the White Star? Oh, oh no one anymore. They, <laughs> they died. just no before they hit it because they kind of be like. Ivanova gets up and she's chatting with Marcus, and then they turn around and like, "Oh no, chunk of orla or chunk of Earth Destroyer coming right into our bridge." And it's just,
0: yeah, they don't have a Tom. Who's Paris the Mambari Helms
1: person who's just like, "I'm sorry, I was watching the conversation." <laughs> <laughs> who is the Tom Paris? Who is the uh, the Wesley Crusher? Who is the Sulu of this white star who just totally was not paying attention.
0: Uh, Evasive maneuvers is something that would have been maybe a little helpful
1: here. They definitely show the shadow-infused destroyers are dark and shadowy, Mm -hmm. but they just run right into a chunk of it. Yeah. And I understand it's a very sad scene. Everybody else on the bridge is dead, but it's also... You've got one job. Look out the giant window. (laughs) Yeah.
0: They were just looking for a reason to really rage room on this set.
1: Oh, and they tear it up. Yeah, they do. (laughs) Sheridan reunites with Delenn. He promises to talk about what happened when he's ready. He needs time to process it, though. Fair enough. Did you guys think this was real?
0: I wondered for a second. I was like, is he hallucinating again? And then I realized it was real. And then I got mad and sad about it.
1: Yeah. Because they just glossed over how did he get back? They go from. Yes front gate of most secure prison on Mars to back on B-5. <laughs> without yeah. Lita, without Franklin, without Garibaldi, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and there's seven minutes of extra run time in this episode.
0: And, guys, don't you really want to have gotten the conversation between Sheridan and Number
1: One? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
0: Like, I want to see Number so One much be for terse to, talk to everyone. About.
1: Also, with what we, and I don't know if I want to talk ahead. Is that okay? Like, spoilies? Like, ahead in the series? or It's minor spoilies. With the fact that number one comes back and is an important person again later, yeah, establishing okay. that she and Sheridan have some kind of relationship, this would be the place to really set that seed. For
0: yeah. sure. Because he sent her an important message at this point. Hey, through my boy Franklin... Let's team up and let's free Mars. I want to see her interrogate him on that promise. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do to free Mars?
1: Let's talk. And about why
0: it. are these telepaths here that we've forgotten about again? Like, why'd you send me a bunch of telepath popsicles? Give me some answers. And we don't get it.
1: No. It made me sad and mad. So Sheridan goes to see Ivanova, who is in a bad way. She asks Sheridan if she's going to make it. And he's just like, no. But that is not, she says, the doctors won't tell me, or the doctors have been lying to me. Yeah. Which, for a race that goes on about how they don't lie, it does feel like all the the Membari do is praise Valen, eat Flarn, and lie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like that sentence you are around the internet sometimes about, do Vulcans lie? No, Spock lied. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: Also... Here we reveal Delen has personal physicians, oh. which just makes you realize just how bougie Delenn is. <laughs> we don't really get a view into, like, oh, right, yeah, she was one of the three Mimbari popes, and it seemed like the most important member of the religious caste. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. She's probably, even in a post-scarcity Mimbari society, rolling in it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, apparently. Uh, really sad looking for Ivanova here, but also very vague. Nobody says what the problem is, right? Or did no, I just, just miss the, that? No, just the
1: damage was too much.
0: The damage. Quote. Mm-hmm. Also,
1: we get, and this really makes me think that this is JMS doing a thing. How long do I have? A little over a week. Yeah. We'll <laughs> see how this resolves next week, folks. Week. Uh, that said, I, I do want to give credit where credit is due. Somehow, they got Marcus, Delenn, and Sheridan to all give single-tier reacts during this scene.
0: Uh It's
1: fantastic. I can't do that. I don't know how anybody can just do Uh, single-tier. So, props to (laughs) the three actors pulling this off. Great. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. If if I'm... uh, I have two settings as far as those emotions go. Not crying... And bawling. That's it. (laughs) Single-tier react you will never get from me on this podcast.
1: (laughs) So after all this, Sheridan goes to the Agamemnon to lead the final battle from an Earth ship to credits. Do you think he takes back his old quarters, too? There's a whole shift that has to happen where it's just like, okay, I'm the captain, but now I get up. Okay, first officer, get all your crap out of my new room. (laughs) Yeah. Because it's not... guest quarters.
0: It's gonna take a week, right? So everybody's gotta sleep sometime.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, and everybody's gonna spend that next week moving room. I honestly don't think he should be sleeping alone. He should have someone in the room with him at all times. Oh, for sure. I, We've got. It's insane these... that he's just jumping into command. And I know it's just like at this point you're probably more of a figurehead than anything else. But uh-huh. like, dude. Yeah, Jakar has a bodyguard. Why doesn't Sheridan Sheridan should have Zack right there just like man I don't know about all this overthrowing Earth stuff but I can stand here and be a guard I'm Zack out.
0: <laughs> well what about that one Narn? <laughs> the sword that Narn pledged to become. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Where the fuck is Sword Narn when we need him? He had a For cool real? Name. I don't remember it. Oh. Oh, don't. Yeah, but he I'm had also had a sword. Though. Yum yum will tell yes. me in the Discord. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. It's not Lees. It's not Lees. Who's that?
0: Please. <laughs> give he had Lise more presents than Lee's. <laughs> All right, boys. Well, I'm almost a little scared to ask. How do you rate this episode on a scale of Babylon's one to five? Uh, Who wants to go first? I'll go
1: first. I'll let Ben okay. save the, the piss and vinegar here for after my more optimistic view. How do you know what I was drinking? <laughs> Miller High Life for everyone, since we don't do video. <laughs> it's the champagne of beers. Piss and vinegar is very <laughs> apt gotta put this at a three five maybe a three seven five the b story all the shit with the and marcus carries this episode for me and Mm -hmm. that is so much of that rating we've got so many problems with number one and like there's four guards on mars i think sheridan five, five five it's just absurd Like, where was the interrogator when they came to get him? There's all kinds of shit. Are they so busy interrogating people at this facility that they're all doing other things? And if so, why aren't there more fucking guards and more checkpoints? It's just like, it doesn't make sense to me. But overall, good episode. It's by no means a bad episode. Clearly, they tried to do maybe too much with a budget they didn't have. Is the feeling I get like all of the money for this episode went into the advanced Earth destroyer model and not extras. So a handful of extras, a handful of extra guards would or even Mars escort, Mars resistance escorts and stuff would have really, really helped this episode out a lot.
0: Well, I'll just throw in my rating is it's very average for me because of those things that you said like this is a three in my book there's so many little holes it could have been really great but without the extra stuff it was not so now we can move on to ben's list of grievances
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i'm gonna give this a babylon 1.5
0: yeah wow uh
1: well because the a storyline as Jafar, i believe it's it i believe it was in the bit where putting into the episode, it might have been before as we were talking, running into this, Mm -hmm. Jafer pointed out they were eight minutes short on this episode, and yet there's padding in the A story. We have the whole, I'm going to sue somebody rant that goes on for a full 45 seconds, and when you are rushing so much in that storyline, why is there padding, and why is there simple, not even expensive fixes that would have made this feel like it's making more sense. Hey, they open up the door, punch the interrogator, and that's the guy Sheridan shoots seven times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, we get some catharsis. Sure. And then for the B storyline, as much as I love everything leading up to the big battle, the fact that they roll out these new shadow earth destroyers and then immediately destroy them all
0: yeah they're not much of a challenge yeah
1: what's the what's the what am i supposed to be feeling here and i think it would have actually been more poignant and i i don't mean to monday morning 30 years later uh (laughs) script doctor i think it would be even sadder if it was not the most advanced, the most up-to-date, the most powerful, and also evil because they're shadow ships. What if it was everything they could possibly drag out of mothballs? And it's, they fly in, we're next to Mars, and it's, man, these things couldn't even stand up to yeah, but, a regular. Yeah, ben, you know that like, none of those ships exist, right? Because Earth did that. In the Earth Membari War, a decade. ago. Well, and oh, I'm saying, man. if they brought the stuff out of the Earth Membari War, the stuff from the Battle of the Line, if none of that's the point. None of that exists anymore. It was I all know, know, destroyed. But... They there are no old ships from 15 from the Earth Dilgar War to pull out of mothballs. They all got blown up already. Well, I, I understand. But I appreciate the sentiment, though. If it was just a big line of ships that do not stand a chance. And we have to deal with the emotional ramification of Clark is just throwing bodies at the the Ivanova White Star fleet, mm-hmm. knowing they're going to die. And if Ivanova's just, like, hey, I'm I don't want to kill you, but I will, and without remorse and without mercy, if you start shooting. Can can and... I pitch you the universe where that happened, yeah. Ben, where Sinclair was still captain? Yeah. And they do exactly that thing. And they make it, they even have him have They make Flash him fight the other side of the battle of the, of the, the line. The of the line. Yeah.
0: Oh. oh, that would be good. I think guys, what we send coming... that
1: You tweet that to or you X that to, to JMS right now. I can't. No. So that he... No, he blocks you if you send him story ideas. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm we don't want to do that. Fair. We don't want to be that. Yeah. I would. <laughs> so I'm glad he does. <laughs> yeah, it, it's good. But If it happens, it happens. It won't be because he listened to this podcast.
0: Yeah. I think what we're coming down to, guys, is that this episode is really just suffering from the impossible bind that JMS was in at this time. Yeah. Of thinking he had to finish the story so fast and not knowing that he was going to have more time. And so he just crammed a bunch of ideas together kind of loosely in some spots and not really his fault, but... Yeah. I mean,
1: the only blame I give to him in all of this is he did not have to write every episode. and You've I
0: farmed it out a little bit. Delegated. Delegated. I,
1: I, wanting to give him the creative control he wants, give him a room. But yeah. just, we, I understand the like absolute horror show that is, I've got a five year plan for a show and they want me to just cram two years into one. Oh God, what am I going to do? Bounce some ideas off. Some people have... Have Mm -hmm. three writers you can trust, workshops and stuff. Sure, sure. Because I know so many of the episodes running up to this one have been really good. And Mm -hmm. some of the ones coming are really good. And this one just felt like, okay, I need Sheridan back at the front of the fleet after I did my really cool interrogation episode.
0: How do I get him there? Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Well, what do we have coming for us next time, Jaffair?
1: We have Season 4, Episode 20, Endgame. Hold on. I really gave Yum Yum everything I had with radio voice you when I did theirs. did, the really? It was amazing. Um, speaking uh-huh. of which, I have to shout out, uh, we just recorded with Yum Yum, and this episode airs the day before our guest spot with them. So if you want to hear Laura and I joined Rachel and Ryan over in... Australia, over on the radio, uh, you can. We're going to be covering Day of the Dead. Um, but I really, I put in all to my radio voice for them, so I've got to give us as much of a shake here as I can. Do you want me to do it? I, I can give good radio voice. I've got it I've got it right in front of me, Ben. I assume you don't have it pulled up. I've got it. Sheridan leads the Resistance in a last battle to free Earth and Mars. Lita engages the telepaths for help. President Clark aims the defense grid at Earth. Where's that from? That's different than mine. I googled Babylon 5 Endgame, and that is the about. Okay.
0: <laughs> okay, well, what is the voodoo description, Jafar? Give us some stank, too. I want to hear both. You're making us radio voice-off. It's a walk-off. It's a walk-off.
1: It's like a dance battle. Go for it. Sheridan uses shadow-modified telepaths to help him disable... A fleet near Mars so he can take Earth. Marcus tries to save Ivanova.
0: I feel like the voodoo description gave a few things away.
1: It's and is somehow less detailed. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's for the right episode this time. And it's yeah. talking about the stuff that's happening in the episode and not the next, next yeah, episode. Exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. That is uh, an improvement.
1: So <laughs> nice to have the two opinions. It's also nice to have the lovely work of Jeremy Siegel. Thank you, Jeremy, for our lovely theme music. We appreciate everything you do. I hope your move goes well. You can find more of Jeremy's work at jeremysiegel42.bandcamp.com and also on your streaming services as Nuclear Jaguar.
0: And thank you to Angry Deck Time Machine on Instagram for our podcast artwork.
1: Thank you, Aaron, for spending some time to edit our podcast. I really appreciate it. And having to do Last Time On with Ben and both of us editing that like schmucks really drives home how much i appreciate everything you do for us so thank you
0: i think y'all are doing just fine i don't love i i can't listen to a bad edit and i can listen to y'all so All right. you're doing great take it it's literally
1: <laughs> the exact same setup we use here so <laughs> except i can't for some reason I can't make drops work on mine. So I edit everything and then Shafar does all the drops. So we have this weird yeah, uh, both at know, it. rally. Yeah. It's a nice symbiosis. Uh, yeah. It works.
0: And you know what? Thank you to you, the listener, for being here with us today. Appreciate it. Listening you. to another episode of Babylon 5.
1: And Laura, you have to think about what show you want to watch to come on last time on.
0: I will be thinking about it. I'm excited. I would love to be a guest.
1: All right. Well, thank you, Internet. We'll see you next week. Bye. You want to say the thing, Ben? And we'll see you next time on Last Time On.